0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fancy. And Today's video I'm going bring you guys a 12-team mock draft on drafters. Actually, it is a best ball draft, but I consider it a mock draft because it actually helps you guys learn what is actually going to be happening in your draft. But it is a paid website where you pay and you can deposit if you use my code Notorious for a 50% deposit bonus. This one that I'm doing today is actually the drafters best ball championship 50k guaranteed prize pool the prize pool you can see is on the screen here first place gets ten thousand dollars now there is a bunch of entries in here ten thousand plus but we are going to have a fun time if you guys want to get on here and join with me you can also add me as a friend notorious fntsy on there and use code notorious for 50 percent deposit bonus also down below in the description so without further ado that was kind of the intro to the video let's get into the actual mock draft right now the draft is about to begin and we got the 10 or the 11th spot in this draft. So this is typically where I actually like pe- drafting inside of my mock drafts or my real fantasy football drafts. This is a best ball draft. How this draft is going to be working is the roster positions are pretty normal. It is I believe one quarterback, two running backs, two wide, or three wide receivers, one tight end, and one flex spot. So I really hope that this video is informative for you all considering people are putting up real money here. It is even better than doing a regular mock draft on like one of those other websites that you can do it on like ESPN or fantasy pros or anything like that. So there are a bunch of guys in here that are actually pretty sharp guys. Royal, one of the guys that watched my video, huge shout out to him. Fantasy Couch is in here as well. A bunch of people that I know in this draft, so it's going to be a pretty tough one, but we're going to be able to draft pretty good as always. So first pick of the draft was Saquon Barkley, followed by Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, and Ezekiel Elliott. Very typical first four picks of the draft, except for the fact I don't think Michael Thomas should be going ahead of Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara, but it will happen in some leagues where guys try to go ahead and reach for the wide receiver position. Do I believe that that is what you should be doing? No, I believe in the first three picks, you should easily be drafting a running back there. To me, it's just a no-brainer. But at the 11th spot here, we are a couple of picks away. We're probably looking to go with the double running back stack because that is what I personally like to do since I believe the running backs fall off after about the third round. After Alvin Kamara, we see Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, after that news, that Damian Williams is going to be sitting out and opting out of the season falls inside of the top 12. Will that happen in a lot of leagues? I think so, but I have a guy like Joe Mixon I think is a little bit on the crazy side after Miles Sanders or after Joe Mixon, we see Miles Sanders who I think is a little bit of a reach, but you can do whatever you want there. So for me, this pick is very easy. We're going to go ahead and select Josh Jacobs running back of the Las Vegas Raiders. I just believe he is the best pick out of here. I think Josh Jacobs put up a great season last season. I think he'd do it again in 2020 and With Mike Mayock coming out and saying they want to include Josh Jacobs more in the passing game, that is going to bode even more well to fantasy points in 2020. So after Josh Jacobs, now we got to wait two more picks until we get to pick. Another bonus part about picking at the back half of the draft is that you can kind of just vibe over here after you make your pick. And then you can go and do something and then wait and then come back. You don't have to be necessarily attentive the whole single draft even though I am. I'm staring at the screen the whole time. After Josh Jacobs, we see Kenyon Drake and Devontae Adams. Two wide receivers already taken in the first two rounds of the draft. Pretty typical here. Now we're going to go ahead and snag yet another running back. And for me, it's between Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. I actually have Nick Chubb ranked higher, but with the fact that I think that I don't want to get two guys that I kind of worry about their pass-catching opportunities, especially with Chubb, with Kareem Hunt there. I do like Chubb, but Austin Eckler to me is a lock to perform very well this season. Incredibly well, just like last season, especially with the pass-catching opportunity that he was getting last year. That is even going to be increased even further with Mr. Melvin Gordon being gone, as well as the fact that his rushing opportunity will go up now that Melvin Gordon's gone. So after that, we see Tyreek Hill, a guy who's a very good pick in best ball due to the fact that he has those weeks where he just absolutely tears it up. He does have those down games where he scores like 9 points, but at the end of the day, those games might not even be in your starting lineup because in best ball, it automatically sets your lineup for you. So when you guys are drafting on drafters, you don't have to worry about setting your lineup during the season. You just draft it and you forget about it and you come back and claim that cash at the end of the season after Tyreek Hill we see Aaron Jones and then big dick Nicholas Chubb After Nick Chubb, we see Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, George Kittle, and Julio Jones come off the board. So very typical, the big two tight ends coming off the board in the second or third round. You're really going to be seeing Kittle and Kelsey be the first tight ends off the board in pretty much every single league. The Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes should be soon to follow around the second and third round if you're in normal leagues. Now, we are drafting with some guys who may be sharper, so we may have to wait for the next, maybe the fourth round for them to come off the board. But in your typical at-home league, that's where you're going to be seeing them after Julio Jones we see Todd Gurley a huge reach for me I don't like Gurley ahead of multiple guys that are most likely still available right now I don't like Gurley ahead of Leonard Fournette ahead of Le'Veon Bell Chris Carson James Connor even maybe I mean I just don't really have that much confidence in Todd Gurley at all this year to get a lot of work especially considering the Atlanta Falcons are the most pass heavy offense in the NFL they were last season and I wouldn't be surprised if they're top five yet again in 2020. After Gurley, just like I suspected, quarterback Lamar Jackson, then Chris Godwin, then Patrick Mahomes, and Leonard Fournette. So even in these sharper kind of leagues, you're even seeing those big two quarterbacks come off the board In the second and third round, then after them, it seems like a crapshoot where the next couple of quarterbacks are going to come whether that's Dak Prescott, whether that's Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. It's really a crapshoot where they go. Typically, they go in the middle rounds, but when does one go after Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? Typically, it's at least a round or more until those guys start flying off the board. So after Leonard Fournette, we see DJ Moore, a guy that I'm really high on in Carolina. I think he's going to have an excellent year yet again in 2020. Now, this is a three wide receiver league, but notice how I still went with two running backs off the bat, back-to-back Michael Jordan, 96-97. That's because the running back scarcity is still there, even in a three wide receiver league. I can still manage to rip off three wide receivers in a row right now. That will be very good and have potential to be a top 12 guy on a week-in and week-out basis. Now, will I rip off three wide receivers in a row? Probably not, since there is a flex and I'd like to still get another running back here early, but I'll probably be looking wide receiver with this next pick. After DJ Moore, we see Amari Cooper, which is just a god-awful fucking pick. You start off with Ezekiel Elliott, Julio Jones, and then you just bend over your team and fuck it sideways repeatedly by drafting Amari Cooper. is going to be hot and cold every single week. Now, if this was a redraft league, you're really fucking your team, but since this is best ball, I guess I can understand it, but not ahead of guys like Kenny G, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson. Just really makes no sense to me at all. After Galladay, we see Mike Evans followed by Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, and Odell Beckham Jr. So, no real that or not. Oh, that was just a tongue twister right there of me being absolutely stupid. There was really no odd picks there out of the bunch besides Odell Beckham Jr. I do think it is a bit early to select him there. Just for me, I really just don't see Odell having that good of a year at all, especially out of guys like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, guys like that who I think are really going to have terrific seasons in 2020. So then first, we're going to go ahead and snag our wide receiver here and get my main man, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. I'm kind of moving up on Robert Woods. I might end up with him above Cooper Cup in my rankings. But with that said, I feel like the safer picks Cooper Cup. But since this is a best ball draft, I'm hunting for that upside. I'm going to go and select my main man, Robert Woods here. I also like Adam Thielen a decent amount. He'll probably be my second round pick or my fourth round pick. I would argue Adam Thielen's probably a little bit better than Robert Woods. So I kind of fucked up right there because I didn't see him. I scrolled past him. Probably should have drafted Adam Thielen there, but that is A-OK because we're gonna go ahead and make sure we get the guys to help my team win. So after we got after Adam Thielen came off the board, then was Juju Smith Schuster. So now I don't really think it's time to draft uh Cooper or Cooper Cup here since I don't want to snag draft and two guys on the same team this early in the draft, if I'm being honest with you, on the Rams, both wide receivers. So I'm gonna go ahead and make a pick that is a bit more out of the ordinary ordinary here, not really the safest pick here but to me it's the safest pick and that's calvin ridley wide receiver of the atlanta falcons i've talked about it all the time on my channel calvin ridley is on a team that is going to be passing the ball all types of time they'll be passing the ball zillion times every single game and if that is the case, yet again, like I believe it is, that means Calvin Ridley is really going to elevate his game even further in 2020. We saw after Mohamed Sanu got shipped off to the New England Deflatriates, Calvin Ridley really started to play much, much better due to the fact that he was getting more usage on the team, more targets, more receptions, more yards, more everything. The guy was a beast and I think in 2020 with him being the number two wide receiver on the team, likely the second look for Mattie, Ryan, Mattie Ice. It's going to be Calvin Ridley time in 2020 and based off the fact that Calvin Ridley, not Calvin Ridley, uh, Maps Ryan has a good year and then a great year every other year. I'm going to go ahead and believe that since last year was a good year, it's going to be his great year. In 2020, after Calvin Ridley, we see James Conner come off the board, followed by Cooper Cup. Nice redemption pick after going with Odell Beckham Jr. Taking a safer pick in Cooper Cup. I do like James Conner. has a shit ton of upside. The fourth round is a little too sweet for my blood, personally, but in a lot of leagues, that's where you're going to have to be drafting him. I think he will be fine. I just worry about the fact that he doesn't finish the season because I'd put it as a about a 100% chance that he misses at least a couple of games in 2020 after James Conner. Like I said, we see Cooper Cup, who's a decently safe pick, I think has top 12 upside, probably will finish inside the top 12, Followed by David Johnson. So a robust running back strategy here from Kwasi, C.E.H., Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, and David Johnson. David Johnson has a whole shit ton of upside in 2020. I'm not really too worried about the fact that Houston hasn't necessarily dumped the ball off to the running back so well. In the past, I think David Johnson will be able to overcome that. Plus, I think the fact that Will Fuller and his teammate Brandon Cooks are always just fucking hurt, that he'll probably end up being the number one wide receiver on the Houston Texans as long as he can stay healthy. After that, we have a more safe pick in Le'Veon Bell. The pick I would prefer to David Johnson due to the fact that I think Le'Veon Bell is just a safe pick. I know there's an argument that he's not safe because Adam Gaze is a fucking dumbass. And while I believe that, I think Le'Veon Bell played the worst football Le'Veon Bell's ever played last year. I think he looks better after that year off. In 2018, then his 2019 was kind of roughy, kind of one of those like where you're riding, you're trying to ride a surfboard, and the waves are going up and down, up and down. You crash, you go flying off the fucking board. That's what Le'Veon Bell did in 2019. After that, we see Jonathan Taylor, rookie, running back out of Wisconsin for the Indianapolis Colts. I think gets a hell of an opportunity in 2020 as long as Marlon Mack, as long as he's given the opportunity to pass up Marlon Mack, which I think he will. After that, we see A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, which is a complete not utter reach. I'm not drafting Swift at all. I just don't see a reason to considering the Detroit Lions don't run the ball at all and carry on Johnson is still there. After that, we see baby truck, doo 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 baby truck, followed by Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, and Zach Ertz. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. So after Zach Ertz, we see Tyler Lockett. So very interesting, bold strategy, Cotton, from the first guy here, drafting not only a quarterback early, then drafts two tight ends in a row. We will see how it plays off. You could obviously play that second tight end in the flex, so it could end up working. This is something I would do, no, but it's something you could do if you're feeling a bit dangerous. After Tyler Lockett, we see Maki Mock Ingram followed by Dak Prescott. Mark Ingram is just a guy that I'm hitting with the all-time fade. His production was thoroughly, 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 thoroughly boosted by the fact that he was scoring a zillion touchdowns every single game, and I just do not see that happening yet again in 2020. After that, we see Dakota Prescott, third quarterback off the board. Pretty typical That's either going to be Dak, Russ, or Kyler Murray being the third quarterback off the board for your 2020 fantasy football drafts. Not so fast after Dak. There's another quarterback come off the board, sandwiched in between DK Metcalf, that big boy, followed by Kyler Murray, Terry McLaurin, Hollywood Brown, and Raheem Mostert. So Mostert staying back in that fourth round now after signing that deal with the San Francisco 49ers, which is pretty much what I expected to actually happen. Kyler Murray and Dak, like I said, kind of hard to figure out who you want as your third quarterback considering those two guys of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are just on a league of their own, a tier of their own, and then there's a bunch of guys in the tier two. Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, as well as a couple other guys. So that is the experiment. We saw Patrick Mahomes go in the third round, and then it took another round and a half until we saw our second or our next tier of quarterbacks come off the board so I was pretty much right about that. A boot that as you would say if you were Canadian. So after Raheem Mostert we see Cortland Sutton so now it's my time to pick and we're probably going to be looking towards this middle tier of running backs where I think I can find a guy that I really like and that is David Montgomery running back of the Chicago Bears. Now Damian Williams for some reason is still on the screen but he would never even be the selection even though now he's on that Rona IR because he ended up opting out of the season. David Montgomery is going to be a guy who got a whole shit ton of opportunities last year and I think can make do with those opportunities that look better in 2020 especially with big dick Nick Foles nine inch Nick being the starting quarterback now in 2020 I think that really ups the opportunity for David Montgomery to be better considering the team is going to be better in 2020 after Camp Akers we see Wolf Fuller come off the board now, right now, looking at it, I do like Kareem Hunt, but since this is a three-wide receiver league, I'm going to go ahead and snag yet another wide receiver to add to my roster. And we're going to go ahead and reach down a little and select my main man, Tyler. Yeah, Boyd, I understand the sixth round is kind of a bit early for him. He's more of a seventh-round pick or a later sixth-round pick, but hey, I wanted to go ahead and get my guy in this draft, and Tyler Boyd is that guy for me. Tyler Boyd has had two thousand two 1,000-yard seasons in the NFL and he's played better with A.J. Green healthy, so don't go ahead and give me that bullshit in the comments that A.J. Green is going to make Tyler Boyd play worse. No, nada, that is just not true. I think Tyler Boyd plays well in 2020, again, with Mr. Joe Burrow becoming the starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. After that, we see Kareem Hunt, a pick I probably would have picked, given this wasn't a three-wide receiver league. I would have probably went Kareem Hunt. After that, we see T.Y. Hilton, who I don't really like at all. I just don't see T.Y. Hilton having that bounce-back season, especially after he's been kind of hurt the last couple of years, he has been that guy of the past that could be a top 12 uh, wide receiver I just don't really see it this year in Indianapolis when I think they're really going to be trying to run the ball a whole lot with that number one run blocking offensive line in the NFL after that we see Devontae Paca come off the board a guy I am a Miami Dolphins fan I'm wearing a shirt that says go fucking fins on it and I don't even like Devontae Parker due to the fact that last year we really saw him not be good the first eight games when, when uh, Preston Williams was healthy and then once Preston Williams got hurt we saw Devontae Parker actually be able to get much better and with Preston Williams likely healthy for week one I worry about the potential of Devontae Parker playing well in 2020 we are through six rounds of the draft to look at our team so far to recap real quick for the running backs we have Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, and David Montgomery our wide receivers are Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd obviously one of these guys is going to end up being our flex, and that is definitely going to be David Montgomery. So looking at our team thus far, this is definitely how I really like to attack the draft. Get at least two running backs early and then go ahead and reach back in the well around the 5th or 6th round and snag some other running backs. This is my typical strategy of my 2020 fantasy football drafts. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this video thus far and we are probably not going to be taking a quarterback or a tight end anytime soon. I really prefer to wait on the quarterback position. There have been a decent amount off the board, but I think there will be some guys around the ninth, 10th, or 11th round. I'm going to be able to snag that I really like. So after I went with Boyd, Kareem Hunt, and then Hilton, Devontae Parker, we broke all those picks down. After that, we see Devin Singletary, A.J. Green, who I fucking hate because the guy's a walking injury boot. The guy's always hurt. Russell Wilson and then Michael Gallup coming off the board. So five quarterbacks in the first six round. Not so typical since in some of your at-home leagues, you're going to be seeing like 10 quarterbacks that have been off the board. And then some leagues, it may have already been only four or five like we have seen in this draft. After Darren Waller, we see Jarvis Landry call at the board followed by Stefan Diggs, Deshaun Watson, Easy E. Evan Ingram, D'Angelo Williams or I mean Damian Williams uh, that's kind of a shitty pick considering he's not going to play at all this year and then Christian Kirk so looking at the picks thus far obviously the worst was Damian Williams don't be fooled and pick Damian Williams because the guy's just not going to fucking play considering he opted out of the season Jarvis Landry is a great pick in the 6th round super safe guy been a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football pretty much every single year has that top 12 upside due to the fact that the guy's just a PPR monster even with a run heavy Cleveland Browns team I can see him seeing a bunch of targets this year Deshaun Watson definitely a solid value in the seventh round. Would I take a quarterback early? Typically not, but if you want to, go ahead. Deshaun Watson is great. Stefan Diggs, definitely a safer type of pick, not a guy I'm really going out there targeting, but is a guy that I think will end up on a couple of my rosters. After Damian Williams, we see Christian Kirk. That seems a bit early for Christian Kirk. I don't really like him all that much. I understand that uh, DeAndre Hopkins being there doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be shit. I actually think he's going to be fine, but I just think the seventh round is a little too early for Christian Kirk. After that, we see a handcuff in J.K. Dobbins. I don't really think Dobbins does too much this year unless uh, Marky Mock Ingram was to get hurt. After that, we see Thomas Brady. So a double quarterback stack for the couch in a league that you only have to start one quarterback. Now, I understand that this is best ball, so you got to draft like three, three quarterbacks, or not really three, maybe two, yeah, two or three quarterbacks, pretty much three, and then three tight ends as well. But even in that kind of league, I'm not trying to go ahead and reach up and draft two quarterbacks super early. The quarterback's still available, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz. So I'm not super worried. I could probably wait until the ninth round to go ahead and get my quarterback unless this guy absolutely shits his pants because, that guy, because the couch has two quarterbacks and then the guy panics and drafts another quarterback. But he does not. Marvin Jones off the board in the seventh round. Really, really good pick. I love Marvin Jones this year, especially with a healthy Matthew Snapback back in 2020 after that we see Brandon Cooks I did a video uh, actually understanding who I would prefer Will Fuller versus Brandon Cooks I made it about a week ago and I came to the conclusion that I prefer Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks goes about a round later than Will Fuller typically I hate their ADP when I made the video was actually Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks going back to back Michael Jordan 96-97 in drafts Hunter Henrys gets picked next obviously a great tight end just really have to worry about that injury concern which kind of takes him off my board but I do think if he was to remain healthy he would be quite great for your fantasy team in 2020 after that we see Deontay Johnson. People Really talking him up so he flies into the 7th round a little early for me. Looking at the wide receivers still available, there's still Julian Edelman, John Brown, C.D. Lamb, Bunch of solid picks looking at the running backs. Darius Geis, Ronald Jones, who I still like. So here we're going to go ahead and snag the wide receiver and hope Ronald Jones falls to me. So we're going to get Julian Edelman. Now, Julian Edelman is the anti-sexy pick. I mean, the guy's a sexy guy. But I'm talking about for fantasy-wise, he's not a super sexy pick. He's not a guy that's going to go ahead and bust off 1,000 yards in 2,000. Not 1,000 yards, but bust off like 1,500 yards. But he is going to be a PPR monster, scoring a shit ton of points just from catching the ball a million times from Cam Newton. I think that Julian Edelman returns some great value this year late in drafts and is a guy who's typically like a top-five-round pick, now falling into the seventh round with the only thing that happened to him, the fact that Thomas Brady left him to go to Tampa Bay. After uh, Julian Edelman, we see Carson Wentz come off the board, so pretty early for Carson Wentz, considering Josh Allen is still available, and I might just fuck around and pick him here in the eighth round, even though I want Matt Ryan to stack with Mr. Calvin Ridley. Oh, this dirty bastard, Kern, went ahead and picked Ronald Jones. Not actually a bad guy. I'm just fucking around. But he sniped my ass. I wanted Rojo. Even with the fact that they bring in LaShawn McCoy, I'm not really worried about that. I think he's gonna go ahead and be fine. Has James White been selected yet? No. So we're gonna go ahead and go back-to-back Patriots in this draft, even though I don't necessarily think that's something you want to be doing is attacking multiple guys on the same team. But at the end of the day, I wanna go ahead and get guys on my team that are winners, that are natural-born winners. And these guys Guys are gonna help you win your fantasy football drafts. Criminally underrated this year, it's probably just because Tom Brady is gone. I mean, James White, even with Cam Newton, will be fucking great. I don't understand why people are hating. On James White, I mean, James White's top 20 running back two years in a row was a top 10 running or top 12 running back, not last year, but the season before in 2018. So, I don't really see the hate for James White. After that, we see Josh Allen, Matty Ryan, and Matt Stafford. So, we did miss out on Matt Ryan, probably had to draft him there, but that's a okay because we're gonna go ahead and snag someone in like the ninth, tenth, or eleventh round. It is a okay. with me, followed by Drew Brees. So, the quarterback run has occurred. People have shit themselves on drafting quarterbacks. So, you just go ahead and get that value at the other positions. Don't be one of those guys who hops out of the run. Get the value at the other position and then wait on that position that position that's the run is happening on and pick them later. It's pretty simple. It's some arithmetic, some sick science from your boy, Notorious. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this video thus far. Make sure to join drafters and add me as your friend. I really appreciate all the support I've been seeing recently. Make sure you guys ask questions down below. the comments because I love talking to you motherfuckers in the comments after that we see Drew Brees after Drew Brees we see Robert Gronkowski Gronk Spike I don't really like that at all I'm just so worried about the fact that the guy plays like 10 games every year and I'm just not trying to draft that I'd much rather snag my boy Hayden Hurst later and he may end up being my ninth round pick since he's moving up guys radar very very high after Rob Gronkowski, we saw Darius Geis, who's a pick that I don't really like due to the fact that the guy's always hurt, followed by C.D. Lamb, carry on Johnson, who I don't really like either. But, I mean, in the 8th round, that's definitely some solid value for the guy that might just be the running back one for the Detroit Lions, followed by my boy Jordan Howard, then Debo Samuel, who's definitely some solid value in the 8th round. As long as he comes back, I'd say within the first couple of weeks. After that, we see Tyler Higbee, Aaron Rodgers, discount double check, who I don't like at all, John Brown, Zach Moss, who's a great pick, a bit early in the ninth round, but hey, I really enjoy that value there with him, I think, uh, having like a 50-50 split, maybe not 50-50, probably 55-45 in Devin Singletary's favor in Buffalo, followed by Darius Slayton, who is rising up the draft boards. I'm kind of starting to fade now due to the fact that I'm not super confident that he's going to be what I think he's going to be in 2020, being that ultra-efficient wide receiver in New York being that down the field stretcher after that we see Alexander Madison followed by Tariq Cohen and then Jameson Crowder Jameson Crowder is just a guy that I just don't understand why the fuck people are picking him they're picking him because he scored got like 10 plus targets in a million games from Sammy Mano last year but I just don't fucking see it in New Jersey this year or nerd New York this year after that all oh, you dirty bastard carry on Johnson and Hayden Hurst I'm upset I'm upset I wanted him. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and type it. I'm fucking upset. I'm I'm very upset, actually. That's who I wanted with this pick, my favorite tight end, but it's okay because there's other tight ends that I actually like a decent amount. But now we're just waiting. We're just punting at that position, and now we're going to go ahead and probably draft a quarterback. So looking at the quarterbacks still available, Danny Dimes, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Big Ben, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins. There's still some solid value. I love Gardner later so we're gonna go ahead and take Danny Dimes I do worry about his first couple of weeks of the season he does have a hard schedule but I think he will be able to prevail after that and play very strong but hey I gotta make sure that I get my guy Danny Dimes and I'll just match him with someone later obviously probably gonna be drafting three tight or three quarterbacks in this league so now it's time to draft a running back or a wide receiver here not sure which one I really want but I'll probably end up going with a running back or wide receiver I um Sony Michelle I like, but I already have a million Patriots, so I'm not sure I really want to draft him. Uh let's see who just went, Jared Cook. So we're probably looking uh, I kinda like I kinda like Philip Lindsay a lot because I'm not all that bought in on the fact that it's a workhorse by uh, Melvin Gordon there in Denver. I think Philip Lindsay does have those games where he blows up, and obviously as a guy that you're drafting super late, I don't think there's very much a reason not to draft him. So I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay, who's been a 1,000-yard rusher in the past and is a guy that is criminally, criminally, criminally neglected by the fantasy community. After we selected Phillip Lindsay, Anthony Miller came on the board, followed by Gardner Minch, who's actually the guy that I really wanted at the quarterback position. I really think that he's criminally underrated this season, so I think that we're really going to see him tear it up, especially at his nice ADP right now. After that, we see Mike Licky on Magasicki on, uh, Matt Breida, Janu Smith, the guy I was targeting, Tevin Coleman, who's kind of fallen down my draft board now, the fact that Raheem Mostert has signed there, followed by Henry Ruggs, Mecole Hardman, a snipe in the 10th round, amazing pick, followed by Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, Darrell Henderson, and Tony Pollard. So we're at the point in the draft, App, where it's just some rando running backs coming off the board That's why I like to get a lot of running backs early After that we see Tony Pollard A great handcuff for Ezekiel Elliott After that we see Jerry Judy, Austin Hoop God Hooper uh, Antonio Gibson, Sony Michelle. So how the fuck did all those guys get picked Ahead of Sonny Michelle I have no idea Sony Michelle's is actually a starting running back All those guys are backups After that we see Emmanuel Sanders come off the board Then Deshaun Jackson Call me Miss Jackson hmm. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying this video Right now. So, we're kind of balling out here. We got to go ahead and get our tight end eventually. Oh, Dallas Godert's still available. Hopefully, no one fucking snipes me because Dallas Godert, even with Zach Ertz being there... I see immense upside there, especially since the wide receiver core in Philly is as injury prone as it gets. Like, Deshaun Jackson has one good game every year. His week one, he just skull fucks the defense, just bends them over, sticks his fist like 100 inches up their ass, and just fucks them deep. And then ever after that, he just does absolutely nothing. I like Mike Williams to pick after that, especially since he's had two seasons that are kind of indifferent, but you want to make them put them together, a nice sandwich of a season. He's had a season with 10-plus touchdowns, and he's had a season with 1,000-plus yards. If he can get, like, eight touchdowns and 900 yards, I'd be very happy with Mike Williams in 2020. After that, we see Boston Scott, who is Miles Sanders handcuffed. Did the Miles Sanders owner draft him? Yes, great pick there by Mr. Royal. So now it is time to make our pick. We're going to go ahead and snag Mr. Dallas Godert here. Solid pick there for Philly. I really think he could have a great season this year. Now we're probably going to have to draft our second quarterback since a lot of people have one. And I'm probably going to go ahead and draft a high upside quarterback in Mr. Big Ben here. And holy titty fuck did we just get sniped. Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, and Big Ben. This guy can actually shove my cock directly up his ass because you can't be drafting Three quarterbacks like that. That guy really just fucked my strategy up. So we're probably going to go ahead and snag someone else here. Motherfucker, man. I feel like I have to draft someone here at the quarterback position or else I'm going to be screwed. So we're going to hope for a bounce back season by Mr. Jared Goff here. I don't think he will be that amazing, but we could see a season where he looks better than last year. Considering last year he was looked at as potentially being a top 12 quarterback, and he really, really, really underwhelmed for what we thought Jared Goff could be. And who knows, maybe now with more use of the two tight end set, we could see him evolve and look better, especially since they really had that Super Bowl hangover after last season. Sean McVay wasn't necessarily getting up all the talk up like we saw last year. I mean, the year before, Sean McVay was the fucking talk of everything. You watch, you flip ESPN on your TV, you flip on NFL Network, they're all talking about Sean McVay. They're all getting down on their knees for Sean McVay. And then, something happened, something changed, and they just stopped talking about him, which made about zero sense, but I think he will be more of the talk this season. After we won Jared Goff, Noah Fank out out the board, followed by TJ Hawking God. So a bit of a tight end run there. Uh, after Dallas Godard, it really kind of falls off to me, where it was kind of more of a shit show. I'm going to end up drafting a couple of guys. I do like Jack Doyle still, but uh, Blake Jarwin has some high upside, Eric Ebron as well. So I'll probably snag one of these guys around the 13th or 14th round, which is something I typically don't do in a normal redraft league, but in this kind of a league where if Mr. Godard was to go down, I need to make sure I get a guy and I can't just pick someone up. That's what I'm gonna have to do after that, we see Cam Newton, a definitely a high upside pick. Something I may have thought of going instead of Jared Goff, but I try to pick a more safer pick here since I feel Jared Goff is just a bit safer than Cam Newton, even though Cam Newton, Superman, Cam could blow up into England or it could be just absolutely travesty there in New England. After Cam Newton, we saw Ryan Tannehill come off the board, who's another safe pick, but I really see having kind of a downward spiral from last season. We have never really seen Ryan Tannehill be that consistent type of quarterback. After Tannehill, we see Justin Jefferson, followed by Golden Tate, uh, Duke Johnson, Sterling Shepard, Blake Jarwin, Robbie Anderson, Baker the Faker Mayfield, who I think is just going to be a bust this year. They're going to be really run heavy. I don't think Baker's a bad quarterback. I just don't think this is going to be the year where Baker really evolves and puts up a shit ton of fantasy numbers. Well, I think he will be an efficient, real-life quarterback. After that, we see Sammy Watkins, Preston Williams, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Nikhil Harry, Justin Jackson. I love Nikhil Harry late in these drafts. Same things go with Brandon Ayuk, So now we're probably going to be looking towards the wide receiver position or maybe go ahead and snag a tight end in Jack Doyle here. Jack Doyle is one of my value tight ends. I made a video about that a few days ago. Actually, it might have been yesterday as you guys are watching this. So, he's a guy that I really like due to the fact that he's super safe. And Phillip Rivers loves throwing the ball to the tight end position. And he loves that tight end as well because he has like a zillion kids. You know that guy is getting to it in the sack as Pat McAfee like to say. After that, we see Damian Harris who's just a waste of a pick here to be honest with you. I'd much rather take a guy like maybe Devontae Freeman and hope he lands on a team. Chase Edmonds if Mr. Kenyon Drake was to go down. Horsecock Drew Locke comes off the board after that we're probably gonna have to draft another quarterback relatively soon but first we're gonna go ahead and snag my tight end in Jackie Jack Doyle I see the upside there especially if uh, Dallas Goddard was to get hurt Jack Doyle could look pretty good now we didn't actually check the buys so hopefully the buys check out yep nine and seven make sure you're checking the buys when you're drafting your first two tight ends to make sure that they are not on by the same week I don't necessarily check that too much in redraft leagues but in this kind of a format, in best ball, you really need to be paying attention. After that, we see Chris Herndon's super high upside pick, and then we're probably going to see maybe another player but we need to go ahead and get a quarterback ah no we'll just wait on quarterback hopefully no one snags one shot Perryman comes off the board so we're gonna go ahead and snag a wide receiver here that I actually like I kind of want to draft Antonio Brown but now we got an eight game suspension so now it seems like it's even less likely that he gets on the field so we're gonna draft Alan Lazard now I'm not super high on Alan Lazard I'm actually not even an Alan Lazard fanboy like a lot of guys are talking about, oh, Alan Lazard's a sleeper, Alan Lazard this, Alan Lazard that, super high upside, that's how we are talking about MVS and Gerardimo Allison last year, and those guys just absolutely bent you over and dicked you down sideways, and they didn't do anything for your fantasy team, so why will Alan Lazard, he looked better than those guys last year I don't necessarily see him as being a super effective pick, but I do think in the 14th round, there's definitely reason to take the shot on Alan Lazard, after that we see Chase Edmonds, an amazing handcuff for Mr. Kenya Drake if Kenyon Drake was to go down, after that we see T. Williams, Tyrell Williams, who was very effective last year, but I'm not sure he is that in 2020 when they bring in Henry Ruggs. I just think Henry Ruggs is going to be very involved in that offense and kind of hurts all the guys there. Even his teammate Hunter Renfro, who just so happened to have went right after Tyrell Williams. After that, we see Phillip Rivers, definitely a fine quarterback to be drafting late, not really super high upside, but a guy that I can see it being fine as your quarterback two or three in this kind of a best ball format. After that, we see A.J. Dillon, who I don't really see being super involved unless Mr. Aaron Jones was to get hurt. After that, we see Ian Thomas at tight end with some upside. So I'm going to fast forward into my 15th and 16th round pick. Considering back here, there isn't too much rambling to go on. I don't want to make this video 3,000 hours long, but I will be breaking down the picks as we get closer to my pick. But fast forward to future Nick right about now. To recap, after Ian Thomas came off the board, Jimmy Guap came off the board, followed by Alshon, Jeffrey, Michael Pittman, Kenny Stills, LaVishka, Chanel, Devontae, Freeman, A.J. Brown, uh, not A.J. Brown, Antonio Brown, picked business is booming. He got an eight-game suspension. But, hey, maybe he's just going to be a league winner eight weeks down the line. After that, we see O.J. Howard, a great pick, actually, in best ball, especially if Gronk gets hurt down the stretch like he typically does. After that, we see Kirk Cousins. You like that? Followed by Joshua Kelly so we got a couple of picks until ours we have five running backs five wide receivers two tight ends and two quarterbacks so a very very balanced roster probably gonna look to bolster our wide receiver core here with at least one of these picks and maybe snag our third quarterback because I really want to go ahead and get my boy Derek Carr since I actually think he has potential to be very good this year but he really just has to be considering if he isn't good this year that the Vegas Raiders are going to be kicked to the dirt because they're going to be shit and then they're going to draft a good quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or one of these top three quarterbacks in this year's draft their names completely escape me. Justin Fields and then there's another one out of North Dakota State University, I believe, whose name's escaping me. I'm not some type of guy who's like an NFL draft expert. I'm more of a fantasy draft expert, but not really an expert. Just a guy who talks about fantasy and likes to yell about guys getting fucked in the ass. So after that, we see Paris Campbell caught the board, followed by James Washington. James Washington is an interesting pick due to the fact that not a lot of people are talking about him. They're really hyping up Deontay Johnson, but James Washington is just falling asleep, I guess. No one's really thinking about him. So he could be that guy that ends up being the good guy, consider we've never seen Big Ben really feed a guy like Deontay Johnson. Not a guy like Deontay Johnson. We've just never really seen him with Deontay Johnson. After that, we see John Ross. Super amazing pick here in... Best ball due to the fact that John Ross is one of those guys who's just a deep down-the-field threat who can really get it done. After that, we see Steven Sims, great pick there, after his teammate ended up getting hurt. So now it's pretty clear that he's going to be the wide receiver one there. So looking at wide receivers still available, we see a bunch of picks. Corey Davis, but Corey Davis is going to start the season on the Pups. So that's kind of worrisome, not the season, but the preseason. Or not even the preseason because the preseason ain't even happening. The uh, training camp. So training camp actually starts relatively soon. I believe it has already started, actually. But we haven't really seen too many clips out of that. So, Randall Cobb is going to be my pick here. I uh, Like Randall Cobb, I think, hey, these other guys in Houston are kind of injury-prone. So... Does that mean Randall Cobb eventually becomes the wide receiver one there? I don't know, but Randall Cobb's been really safe the last couple of years on all these different teams, especially on Dallas. So hey, why not draft him here? After that we see Deontay Washington, or DeAndre Washington, and then Anthony McFarlane. So we're to snag our third quarterback here with Mr. Derek Carr. I would love to draft Mr. Ida W. Jameis Winston, but he's no longer on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since they kind of fucked him over. Now he's a saint, and he's the backup to Drew Brees, and it would be great if Brees got hurt because we would see Jameis just slinging it in the building that built the eat a W meme where he was just like, what are we going to do today? We're going to eat a fucking W. It's like, oh, 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 oh. I love that thing, and then he also stole those crabs or those lobsters from, uh, from public, so he's just a great guy. Fucking hilarious. I love Jameis Winston. So now we got how many picks left? This is a 20 round draft, so if you guys are still here, make sure you just just fucking click the like button because if you made it this far, that's kind of amazing. And leave a comment called Derek Carr if you made it this far. So round 17, 18, 19, and 20 are left. So we have four picks left. So we're probably going to go ahead and snag some running backs and wide receivers. And then maybe a tight end with that last pick. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed thus far. We are going to zoom on down to our final couple of picks of the draft. I don't even remember what rounds we are in now. We are in round 16. I'll see you guys in round 17 and 18 with our picks. Boom! After I went with Derek Carr, Gerald Everett came out the board followed by Rock Armstead, Mohamed Sanu, Chris Thompson, Denzel, Mims, uh, Deontay uh, Deontre Evans, I believe is his name, uh, rookie running back for the Tennessee Titans. I don't really see too much upside in him. Jalen Hurd, who could be the wide receiver too. For San Francisco, while Debo Samuel is out. After that, we see Jamal Williams, Eric Ebron, Naheem Hines, Raheem, or not Raheem Mostert. Holy shit, Royce Freeman, uh, Jameis Winston, Eda W, Sam Darnold. So Jameis Winston's W-eating ass, who's not even a starting fucking quarterback in the NFL, goes above garbage-ass Sammy Mono. That just tells you how people perceive Sammy Mono, because he's ass. After that, we see Larry Fitzgerald, and then Cole Beasley, and then Jarek McConnell. After McKinnon, we see T. Higgins followed by third leg Greg Olson. So now we got a couple of picks until our pick. We're probably going to go running back with this pick, and then we got to make sure we get another tight end. As well. So we're probably going to go with Adrian Peterson here. As long as he doesn't get sniped. But I just said that. So he's definitely going to get fucking auto-picked by this guy. Because the guy fell asleep driving at the goddamn wheel. So he's going to get Adrian Peterson instead of me. Right, drafters? That's what we're going to do here. We're going to do me dirty. Even though I love drafters. Shout out to drafters though. Very kind guys there. After that, we see Irv Smith. So we didn't end up getting fucked over there. We are probably going to be able to get Adrian Peterson. Unless this guy steals him from me. And Royal at the beginning. Shout out to Royal because he brought up something about liking my channel so i appreciate royal thoroughly and he did not take him so thank you mr royal it is time to get adrian peterson now i'm not even sure if he's the rb2 on the team the rb1 the rb3 i don't know but he always ends up getting like uh, 800 plus yards adrian peterson's a god one of my favorite running backs ever because i grew up with adrian peterson being great after that we see Jay sternberger tight end who I probably would have liked to pick. So sorry guys if I stop talking every once in a while it's because my mouth is as dry as the Sahara Desert because I've been recording this video for like an hour and a half. Obviously it's not that long. So after that we see Gio Bernard. So now it's time to snag a tight end. We're going to go with the high upside of Mr. Dawson Knox one time if you are with me of the Buffalo Bills. I don't really see him being that amazing but sometimes he will be good and probably provide a week where he might end up being my flex spot. After that we see Chase Claypool. So now it's time to fast forward to our ninth. 19th and 20th round pick and then get a recap of the draft fast forward right about now future Nick who's editing this video right meow now that we are back on the board I'm not even gonna recap any of these picks I just want to talk about the fact that LeSean McCoy got picked that's a fucking waste of a pick LeSean McCoy is not gonna do anything he's just there to teach the young guys how it really go and to make them better players so now it is time to make my pick right now We're going to go with wide receiver Chris Connelly here with the first pick. He has some not really that much upside, but I think he could have a couple of games this year. Way actually plays pretty good for the Jacksonville Jaguars, considering they do have a lot of wide receivers behind DJ Charko, I think could be pretty solid. So now at the wide receiver position, we'll probably just pick another wide receiver here and probably go with someone else that I believe probably has some high upside. Scrolling down here, there really isn't too many guys left that are even worthy of drafting. So we're probably just going to go ahead and select Josh Reynolds, who is probably the wide receiver three for the LA Rams. So that could obviously put him in a chance, the opportunity to get some points, especially if Cooper Cup or Robert Woods was to go down. We have seen Josh Reynolds be that guy in the past After we went with Connelly, Mike Boone came off the board. Pretty typical considering Boone is the running back three behind Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, and Dalvin Cook, as we all know, is injury-prone as fuck. After that, we see Jimmy Graham, so we're going to go ahead and snag Josh Reynolds here. So now we can go ahead and recap our team. Looking at our team here at the bottom right, our quarterbacks, we have Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, our running backs are comprised of Josh Jacobs, uh, Austin Eckler, Dave Montgomery, James White, uh, Philip Lindsay, Adrian Pierce, our wide receivers are Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Julian Edelman, Alan Lazard, uh, Chris Collet or Chris Connolly, Randall Cobb, Josh Reynolds, and their tight ends are Dallas Godert, Jack Doyle, and Dawson Knox. Thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Check out the draft guide as well. Use code Notorious at checkout for a 50% deposit bonus on Drafters.com. Link is also down below in the description. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video and since we are in august we may be seeing double uploads every couple of days so i love you all have a great rest of your guys day and i'll see you guys tomorrow goodbye